Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater, some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you that night, and then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance. Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports. No more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with GoldStar.com. GoldStar is in 26 cities around the country with over 8 million members already signed up to find out what event is going on near you. So go to GoldStar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind, expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud. The new web hosting plan from Bluehost, with 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey, I heard you need an inspiration. He's a lot of and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be a-okay. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind the scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact, this year at BroadwayCon, I had the unbelievable pleasure of hosting a panel with incredible women who created businesses that were born out of their love and passion for Broadway. On it were the Hamilcast, Scenery Bags, Broadway Goes Pop, Coloring Broadway and Dr. Drama. I think like me, you will come away so inspired by each of these women and the story of how they built their businesses. And I hope it inspires you, whether you want to do something Broadway related or not, to just follow your dream, take a risk, and don't let fear stop you. One of the quotes from the day that I have really, really kept with me is your passion qualifies you. Here you go. Broadway makers at BroadwayCon. Enjoy. A-OK. A-OK. Welcome, everybody. 
I am so honored to be hosting what we are calling Broadway Makers, How to Turn Your Passion into Your Business. This panel is so inspiring to me, and I'm going to do a very brief introduction of my friends here, and then you'll get to know more about how they took their passion and made it into their job, because uh, that's really the goal for what you love to do and what you do to be the thing that actually provides income in your life. So... I want to start with Elisa Hurwitz. She is a clinical <laughs> psychologist and writer, and she has a blog and an interview site that focuses on the intersection of theater and psychology, and from now on, she will be known as Dr. Drama. <laughs> Jennifer Kahn is the founder of Scenery Bags, which uses retired show backdrops and curtains to make fashionable clutches. And part of the proceeds of her work go to the Theater Development Fund, and that enables kids to go see theater, which is an extraordinary way to give back. Jillian Pensavale is... Crazy. <laughs> ...is uh, the creator and host of a podcast called The Hamilcast. It's a Hamilton podcast, which I think is close to 150 episodes, more. Yeah, Kurt Crowley, um, it was 150, and then his second episode is 151 on Monday. That it's crazy. It's been three years, and like two week, two or three weeks is going to be three years. It's not. She has not eaten, but she has made many episodes yes. of the Hamilton. Yes, I just, it's weird to have other voices in my head and not just my own in my headphones. Well, it's an extraordinary podcast. I'm sure you all listen to it, but if you haven't, just subscribe to the Hamilcast because it's a true inspiration. Thank you. Uh, and you don't have to love Hamilton to love it, by the way. Oh, Little thank you. Fact. Yes. Um, Little known facts by Alana Levine. Exactly. Uh, Andrea Kohler. Hello. Andrea has created the Coloring Broadway musical-themed coloring cards, um, and she has really found a way to combine coloring and creativity with the transformative messages of musical theater. Mm -hmm. And then to my right, last but not least, is Amber Kempter, and she makes... With her company, Broadway Goes Pop Vinyl Figures, the most amazing uh, lifelike... <laughs> Their faces look like the actors. It's extraordinary, <laughs> and they're beautiful and so well-made. And she also makes pins and other ways to honor the shows and the performers that she loves. So if it's not obvious, today is about how to do all of the things that these amazing, by the way, women are doing. So I want to start with, I mean, I think many of us love Broadway because we have mental health issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. No? Great. Um, so I want to start with you because I think blending this, um, your PsyD mm -hmm. in psychology and finding a way to use musical theater as therapy, which we all do organically. Mm -hmm. That's what it's been for all of us. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. It's how we found a community of people who believe like we do that every song written by our favorite composer, lyricist, speaks to our heart and our struggles and our joys. Um, but to do it in a formal way, the way you do it is a remarkable thing. So if you could talk a little bit about how you found this marriage of the two things you love and care about, that would be amazing. Yeah, sure. No, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think um, without, you know, without bringing a, a professional perspective to it, it already is something that's therapeutic for everybody. Um, you know, we, we, we relate to songs, we're healed by, by the music. We, it's meaningful to be in community. For me, um, I, I was a lover of musicals uh, from a young age, grew up. Um, I think like a lot of people of um, kind of around my generation, grew up on the Annie Cast album. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, remember the moment of kind of realizing that the actor's lives on stage was different than the actor's life off stage. I mean, fascinated by that um, was maybe it's not totally appropriate to bring a seven year old to a course line, but my mom did. <laughs> Um, and I'm so, <laughs> and I grew up on Summerstock, and and that was the one that just hit me over the head. Um, uh, I did not understand everything was hap that was happening, but I understood that something special was happening. Uh, and so I've just I've always loved I've always loved theater. Um, and you know, 
in my clinical practice, there's chances to talk about it. You know, when I have teens or, or, or adults who you know, have a show that speaks to them, and, you know, they bring that into the room and I can talk that language with them and use that. But uh, th- that passion um, wasn't, you know, isn't in the room every day. And so uh, it kind of came to me like an epiphany um, that I needed to bring that professional, meld the professional with the passion. Not that I'm not passionate about what I do, but, um, it, you know, just kind of bringing a different energy to, to what I'm doing. Uh, and, and I realized that there was nobody out there talking about musical theater and Broadway from this particular perspective and I, that I had something to offer. Um, and it's been uh, f- such a meaningful, fulfilling, fantastic experience. So just a weird aside, my mom also took me to see a chorus line when I was seven. I'm not kidding. And I turned to her during intermission and I was like, mom, I really have to ask you something. And she's like, oh my God, what it like tits and ass, like which yeah. of the eight million inappropriate things? And I was like, this is really hard to ask and I hope it's okay. It's like, what's a resume? <laughs> So, and am I one? <laughs> and am I it? Am I, am I my whatever that thing yeah, is? Yeah, what is it? Exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's funny to have that connection, and that was like my gateway drug. To is that a, like a Jewish mom thing to bring the seven year olds to I guess so. I think Helen Levine and, and Mrs. Hurwitz <laughs> clearly know each other. Um, Jen has an extraordinary background because you were a stage manager. Um, and so we're really familiar with Broadway show curtains for all sorts of reasons. And I would love to hear how you went from being the boss of everything that happens in a Broadway show. And we could do a whole panel on stage management because it is truly like they are. I worship and bow at the altar of stage managers, the unsung heroes of every show. Um, but how did you take, like, what an unbelievable... By the way, can you just show your bags? They're so beautiful. And the aesthetic of everyone is so special. And what's so cool is inside, there's a label that lets you know what Broadway or off-Broadway or regional show your bag is from. Yes. Tell us your story. Yeah, so once upon a time, um, I had these two halves of my heart that I really never thought I'd combined. And there was my theatrical side, and I was a professional stage manager for almost 20 years and loved every second of it. And then for four years of that, I ran a blog on give back an ethical fashion. Um, so there were these very two different like yin and yang pieces of myself. And, but for a very long time as a stage manager, I would just be heartsick over the fact that they would throw away our shows when they close. Um, not only were they indelible pieces of our memories of, of what we'd been through and the story we had told, but they, they are also beautiful works of art that my scenic artist friends had spent hours painting. And they were most of the time just thrown away. Um, so I knew whenever I was working on a show in a smaller scale, I was the stage manager who would ask the prop man, like, can I have all of your extra shell casings from our prop gun and I made jewelry for the cast? You know, like I just was, anything that I could repurpose, I would try to. Um, and then I had this idea and kicked it around for about two years, trying to find a manufacturer, work on a prototype, collect drops. I started by calling every production manager I'd ever worked with and asking for their trash, and they said yes. Um, I was like, great. So I had like 600 pounds of scenery that I thought would last forever, like at least a a year or so to start. That was in my parents' storage unit in San Diego (laughs) that I'm sure they thought I would never get rid of. And then I had a baby, which ironically afforded me time because I couldn't stage manage and having an infant was less demanding of my schedule than being a stage manager. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, the irony. But, you know, stage manager were six days a week and it's like 14 to 19 hour days. So I was home for the first time ever. And so I launched this company when my son was three months old. I built our website and did all 
all of the beginning. I found a lawyer. I took phone calls and everything while I was either nursing, nursing or rocking my child. Um, I was like bouncing them with my foot. That's or- incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm about to have another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Congratulations. I'm a superhero. Oh, my God. Um, I'm doing March, so this is like my last hurrah here. Hello, everyone. Um, we'll be back next year. Um, and so, yeah, so Scenery Bags was born, and I, I wasn't sure how it would catch on, and uh, the theater community has so lovingly embraced this concept and this company and the 600 pounds that I had from my parents' storage unit, we sold out of in a month. And in the year and a half that we've been in business, I have collected over 14,000 pounds of theatrical waste that would have been in a landfill somewhere. And we also donate a, a portion of every purchase to TDF to take kids to see theater. So it's, the, all of the pieces of my heart, when we were talking about like the, the marriage of yeah. things, it's like, this is really all of my heart is in this company that it had a marriage of the give back and ethical side of things. We source everything's made in America. Everything is ethically sourced. I, from the background that I had and the knowledge that I had about the wastefulness of the fashion industry and the theater industry, I couldn't put a product out into the world that helped kids in America and exploited them elsewhere. Mm. So I, it is very, it's a lot more expensive the way I've chosen to do everything. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to know that I could rest easy about everything I was putting out into the world. Um, So on many levels, I'm very proud of what Scenery Bags has become and I'm excited about where it's going. But the, the biggest excitement for me is the impact that we're making. That is so extraordinary. The ability to tick all the boxes of the things that you care about uh, and share them with the world in that way is mind-blowing and so beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. I kind of can't believe that it all found its way together, like that all every road of my life has made sense all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh. Well, that's why I did this and this and this and this. What is that expression? Like you want something done, ask a busy person. Like the idea that like you're nursing and calling like for prototypes. Like it's insane. Um, Well, I'm sure there will be questions later because there are a lot of steps that had to happen in a very short time to go from idea to actually those bags Mm -hmm. sitting on that thing. Um, But that's incredible. Jillian. Oh, I have to follow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, my you had four babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that what? Um, far more impressive. Than oh, absolutely not. It's yeah. just, you know, it, my story is a little different. So I started a podcast without having listened to podcasts or having any equipment about podcasting or having seen Hamilton, uh, which is insane. And it's true. And Ashley Grafeo, my best friend in the world, is here, who's a, a, a frequent get listener favorite, clearly, uh, and my personal favorite. But um, we were listening to Hamilton uh, when it came out on NPR to see my husband in a performance of Waiting for Godot. And uh, my big joke, you guys ready, is a $10 founding father and podcast. And it was a, it took a little bit more than that because it started in October. But that night, I I went and ordered um, like next day delivery new headphones because I knew that I was going to be listening to this thing forever. So that was October 2015. By January 2016, uh, I was talking about it so much and I was like, I have never wanted to do a podcast before, but I need to do a podcast about this thing. Um, So I made the thing about the thing and I still sit on my living room floor, but it has grown from me talking to my friends about this thing to talking to people in the thing about it, which is amazing because they, I would go to them. Of course I reached out to, you know, like Anthony Rapp was one of the first followers of the Anthony Rapp. You might know him. Um, (laughs) one of the first followers on Twitter. And so here's the thing about Twitter, uh, back then, children. We DMs couldn't be open. Like now, like my DMs are open because I want to talk to everybody about everything. But um, when someone follows you back then, you can DM them. Uh, that I don't know if Anthony Rapp knew that at the time. He probably wouldn't have followed me. But I uh, eventually messaged him. I was like, do you want to talk about the fact that one, I love Rent so much, but just the idea of like being in a phenomena, right? Like he lived it with Rent and now he gets to be a spectator with Hamilton. And so whatever. But I would reach out to cast members and then they started reaching out to me. And that 
was bananas. Like when Lynn sends you a DM, that's like, I want to come hang. I loved your Mandy Gonzalez episode. Can I come over? And you're like, let me check my schedule. No, you get, you grab you. I stood up and did this weird stretch thing. If my husband, Mike was here, he'd tell you the whole story. Um, but it's become, and this beautiful community of listeners. And so many of you are here today. It's just the most amazing thing in the world. And I wrote down notes because my ADHD is full swing. Cause it's Broadway con and there's just a lot to look at. You all look so fantastic. Um, when you said about, uh, about therapy and you know, many cast members have been on my couch and have said, um, like, that this is therapy for them or people will reach out and say, I'm learning so much about the show or Tommy Kale will say, I'm learning so much about the people I hire listening, uh, to the conversations. And, you know, people are like, you know, you have a couch here, you give us cocktails, snacks. If we want it, it feels like therapy. And my response is it's therapy for me too. It's therapy to talk to you about your journey and your story. And my whole thing is like, everyone is bigger than, than Hamilton. Hamilton isn't the thing, you know, like Hamilton doesn't define these people. They had a story before Hamilton. They have a story about Hamilton and then they'll have a story after Hamilton. And so like people have reached out and said, and have said like, I'm not in Hamilton anymore. Can I still hang? And I'm like, hell yes, Chris Jackson, come over. Um, (laughs) That actually happened. It was amazing. Uh, We drank tequila. It was awesome. Um, But you know, like, of course I want to hear your story. Like Hamilton doesn't define you. And it sort of started as a joke, but it's true. Like, and so people are like, oh, you still want to, oh, okay. And it sort of gave me a little bit of street cred that like, I'm aware that you're not just woman five. Woman five is amazing. Or you're not just Angelica or Aaron Burr or whatever. And so like this, this, it became, it started as like, oh my God, I'm the biggest fan ever. Or, you know, tied for first with all of you or whatever. Um, Because it's not a competition. We can all love the thing, right? The world is wide enough. Hey-o. So uh, it started with just being like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And then it's sort of become, it's turned, it's flipped around to me making jokes like, all right, like, hey, Lynn, you're welcome anytime. Or, hey, Tommy. Or, hey, Alex Lacamoire or whatever. And then getting, like, a text from Lynn being like, I really love the episode with your parents what? Or like Alex Lackmore being like, I really love that. Uh, that music transition was super tight. Come on, Alex. I'm obsessed with you. I love you so much. Thank you. But especially like it, it became, it's, it turned into something that I never expected. And so now it's become like, okay, I can't post or tweet or screenshot every, you know, voicemail, can't screenshot a voicemail, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, or a phone call or a text because it's less about like being noticed. Like, of course, when Lynn said, like tweeted, I see you at the Hamilcast. That was the biggest deal ever. And I, of course, retweeted it and kept the screenshot from then. And that's amazing. But then you sort of become like, it's true what they say about the cabinet. Like you want to, they make you want to work better and work harder and, and do your best. And knowing that they're listening is like, whoa. Uh, and I, I, I can't share everything. I wish I could tell you these amazing things that I'm incredibly grateful for, but then it, they won't happen anymore. You know what I mean? So then when it becomes, you, you have this passion and this creativity and then it becomes your life. And this isn't even my job. This is my passion. My other, my other podcast is my actual job. Uh, and the Hamilcast led to that, which we'll get into later, hopefully if I don't take up everyone's time. Um, but you know, I can't, it's about cultivating those now friendships, which is still hard for me to say. And I know the Patreon peeps are like, say it. And I'm like, no, um, but it's hard. And it becomes less about being like noticed by people or being, get the, getting the like or getting the retweet. And then it's like, no, this is the work and doing that good work that keeps these people coming back. Like I stopped looking at the numbers six months in, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, cause I love it. And the people want to come over and hang out and they stay for four or five, six hours. Sometimes they sleep over. It's a whole thing. Uh, I can't talk about it, but it's a thing. And so it's just the most grateful thing in the world and the community that has formed these listeners who are just like, you love Hamilton too still. And I'm like, yes, come join us. Come hang. It's the best place in the world. Um, so yeah, the question was, (laughs) I think the question was, what's your name? Yeah. (laughs) Alexander. I can't, at least you can't set me up like that. Come on. Yeah. I think that question was how did you turn your passion into your business and I think oh Patrick Hines is the answer you just described it beautifully <laughs> just keep doing it you guys make the thing and keep doing it that's 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 the that's the thing that's that's it that's the tweet <laughs> make the thing Andrea yes you make beautiful meditative for the person doing them pieces of art 
that we feel like we have ownership of because you give us the outline, but then we get to fill it in in the way that our heart wants to fill it in. So if you could talk more about that and your coloring pages and like all the things you do, um, we'd be very grateful. I I think I can do that. I'll just just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Our tagline is inspired by Broadway, colored by you, because really what it is is we were inspired by all of the messages that come from all of these Broadway lyrics. I feel like I'm just kind of kind of summarize as we pass down. Yeah. These songs and words and themes and concepts that speak to us f- through musical theater speak to us for a reason. And they usually have these wonderful little snippets that speak to us a lot. And we write them down and we post memes about them. And I thought, why can't we color them and focus on them and use them as a more meditative exercise for that? My other role that I've played, I feel like I've had a number of roles in my life, and one of them was doing training and development, instructional design and leadership training. And then I found coloring in August of 2015. And I was like, hey, this is actually a really good tool for getting out of your head and slowing things down and focusing. And I started to use it in my business world as a training companion, as something to do when you're taking a training class and you're brain is busy going over here and over here and you can't focus. And I'm like, hey, let's do this thing that actually allows us to focus and listen. And then I work with this wonderful illustrator who I can't not mention right now. Her name is Justine Fisher. Yes, Yes, Justine. Yes. So if you've seen all of the wonderful Hamiltonian things and Coloring Broadway, this wonderful woman has worked with me for three and a half years now. Um, taking my crazy ideas and putting Apple Pen to, um, (laughs) to iPad, um, and helping bring them to life. And so we kind of chatted back and forth and she liked musicals and I am a crazy musical diehard fan. Um, and we were like, let's put some Hamilton things out there. And we did it. And then Hamilton shared it. And we were like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, so I guess we're doing this. And okay, so we're doing okay, this, is the quote, okay, Andrea. Okay, okay, Come Andrea, on. I, I, knew, I knew I would be corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so we're doing this. And then it just kind of took off, and Coloring Broadway has taken on a life of its own. And what we've been focused on for the last year and a half as it's grown is, of course, you've got the audience and how to find people and how to get it out. Um, I, unlike a number of people here, I quit my job and this has become my full-time side hustle. Full-time side hustle. It was my full-time side hustle. Now it is my full-time job. However, that doesn't mean that it pays the bills all the time, which means the hustle is really real. And it means that, although I would love to say that I have stopped looking at the numbers, I haven't because for me, numbers translate to if I can pay my mortgage. So I have... Right, that's as a passion project. Yes. You can yes. stop looking at the numbers. This but true, yeah. do you think Patrick Hines doesn't know the exact number for True Crime Obsessed, which is yeah. our actual job? So no, you're good. You got this. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's, it's ebbed and it's flowed and we focused on um, products and new things and engaging with fans through Instagram and social media. And oh my God, I have been learning so much. Well, you're at the right con for dreamers. I think you're in the right place. Um, Amber... So tell us about your love and passion and the things that you make that we all get to hold and look at and have on our dressers okay, (laughs) (laughs) or shirts. Yep. So about two and a half, a little over two and a half years ago, um, I was working at an insurance company. Um, I'm a mom of three, uh, very wrapped up in the monotony of that. Um, and, uh, at work, I decided, I'm just going to listen to Hamilton. I've heard a little bit about it, and I'm going to give it a try. Wait, where do you um, live? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> live in the most exciting place in the world, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so I listened to Hamilton, and probably like a lot of you got immediately hooked and listened to it nonstop. And um, nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> got it? Um, I got you. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I was aware of Funko Pop dolls. I knew that they existed and I was like, oh, this, this show's so popular. I wonder if they've made Funko Pop dolls. So I did a little Google search and they hadn't. Um, and in that Google search, I discovered that people customized pops that, that was, I didn't invent that. Some other people do it. Um, I invented that. Yeah. (laughs) Little known facts. So, um, I did some research. I 
uh, watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I decided I, I've always been very crafty and very artsy, and I, I like to you know do things to to fill my time when I wasn't being a mom or working. Um, so I thought uh, I would I was like oh, I just want to try that just for fun, and so I sat down on my living room floor and I painted Hamilton, and I was part of a. The, there's one big Hamilton group on Facebook, and back then it was like 12,000 people, and I think it's like 70,000 now. It's crazy. But I shared a picture of it, and it's literally just Hamilton like sitting on a box in my living room. It's like the grainiest, terrible picture. But anyway, um, people went crazy. They went, I mean, it would, just went nuts. And people kept saying, you should sell these. I would buy that. And I made a few more, and it kept going. So I thought, well, what if I just did this you know, just as to make some extra money, you know, for, for the kids or, you know, to go shopping or whatever. Um, so I started my own Facebook group and, you know, started adding people. Um, what did you call it? Uh, back then it was Hamel Funko Pops. That's what it was called back then. Um, and I started selling them slowly in there. Um, one time, I don't know why I did this. <laughs> it's so crazy. I said, I will take any order that comes in in the next three minutes. And... It took me like four months to fulfill all of those orders wow. because there were so many. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> um, uh, so about six months after I did the first one, um, I was, it was really hard to work full time and be a mom because my children are very busy and do this also. I was basically always doing something, never had any downtime. So I sat down with my parents um, my dad loves spreadsheets and, you know, we went over my financials and what was earning through this business to see if it was feasible for me to quit my full-time job. And it was. So like literally the next day I went in and put in my two weeks at my full-time job and made the leap, this really, really scary leap. And let me tell you, it took a lot of convincing to tell me to get, let my husband let me do this because, you know, I had a, I had a pretty good job. It was very stable. We get good benefits. Um, so it was a scary leap. It really was, but I felt really confident about where things were going and, um, and the people that were supporting me because I, the people that, um, are in my group are like the most supportive people on the, on the planet. Like I could almost cry how much they support me. Um, so people here, like it when panelists cry. So yeah. I would totally, <laughs> all okay. Okay. Hold back. Okay. um, Bonnie so, Milligan sobbed a few yeah. hours ago <laughs> and I feel like that was my most successful panel. <laughs> so here we are two years later. Um, I now, uh, and then somewhere in that, two, somewhere at the beginning also, I, so, uh, Sasha Hollinger who plays the bullet in Hamilton noticed my one of my work on Instagram and I sent her a pop and then that set off this crazy ladder and almost every cast member in Hamilton has has a pop I get messages from them to make me want make them one because they want one um I've had a couple of them tell me they feel like a real cast member when they get one of my one of my pops um and I probably a lot like Jillian I just feel like I'm like kind of an outsider, but also sort of part of their little family. When I go to the show and see them, they always treat me like I'm just part of the part like of the a family. pop star. Yeah. Oh, a <laughs> um, little bit. A little bit. Um, so, uh, so that was also part of the journey. Was was that because um, that that really helped get my name out there, obviously. Um, but anyway, here we are, two years later. I now have an official website. I now sell a. Uh, the pins of the pops, which has been a really fun part of the adventure because then they're super accessible. I don't have to sit down and paint every one. So <laughs> I can order a bunch and lots of people can have them all at one time instead of me sitting for hours and painting. Um, now my little Facebook group has over 14,000 people in it. And um, truly, I'm not joking you, these people are the best people yeah. on social media. They truly are. Like I... I, I just can't even describe. It's just like the best community. Um, no matter what's going on, I feel like I have 14,000 arms wrapped around me all the time. They're like my, for sure, my extended family. I call them my family. They're my BGP family. And um, so that's just kind of like the general outline, I guess. But that's where we are now. And I, I, I wouldn't change that decision to put those two weeks in to quit my job. for Like that was the best decision I ever made in my entire life. Well, I think... What we could all agree on is that 
we can all have lots of different feelings about the internet and the things about it that don't make us feel good. But I think for people who are interested in community, in the purest sense of the word, everyone on this panel has found that it, aside from doing the thing that they, the thing about the thing is that they're finding an appreciation and a support system globally. The thing that I'm really struck by and, and, we're sort of told that we have to stay in our lane in our lives. Like you make a choice and that's your lane. And, and the minute you divert from this thing, people can really push back at you. Like, what do you mean you're going to start this other thing? Like you're a mom at an insurance office. Like, <laughs> like I've been an actress for over 25 years and doing the podcast was a pure extension of the conversations that I was having in dressing rooms with all of these people. And every time you know, from Julianne Moore to Octavia Spencer to to Patty Murin just the other day, all of these beautiful stars. I was like, oh my God, I wish that every actor or someone who loved the arts could hear what you just said, because this is the truth. The struggle is the truth. And what's hard is the truth, not just the airbrushed version of what everyone does. That's why the Hamill cast is so amazing. It's not just like, oh, my God, you're all icons. But this is what you did. This is what these people were doing the morning they got that audition and that they went. And before knowing at all, do the thing that you love. And they say to writers, start with what you know. And every one of these people took the thing they knew, which is, I love this. I don't know what it's going to be. This is what I love. And it's turned into for all of the, you all know who they are because it was out of the purest, purest place, not ambition, not money. How do I share this thing I love with other people who love it? And it, I assume we can all applaud in unison because all of you are just doing the thing that we all want to do. And you took a chance and it's so inspiring. So I just want to say as one of you and also the audience of you, thank you for giving us permission. Thank you. Oh my God. Wow. Um, Alana, can I say something in response to that? Yeah. So my, I have a thing. So Lin-Manuel does this thing. It's, uh, he does these good morning, good night I'm not tweets. sure people here know who Lin-Manuel is. His name's Lin-Manuel Miranda. I wish him the best of luck. Maybe one day is something. He's, uh, but he does these good morning, good night tweets. There's a book about it. But um, he, when he came over, I, I have no chill. I don't know if you guys know this about me. Some of you do. I, Lin is like captain of Team No Chill. I'm just like an ambassador, but I like love being Team No Chill. All caps, no chill. That's my thing. So when he was over, I said to him that his, the tweet or the thing that has resonated with me probably more than anything ever was a tweet that he wrote where he said, good morning. Don't wait on anything to make your, don't wait on anyone to make your favorite thing. Make your own favorite thing go. And that was like, oh, wow. Because that's kind of what I did. I made my favorite thing to do about my favorite thing that exists. And now it's my favorite thing to work on. And it's work, of course, but it's a passion project. And it led to what is my job. And now I'm a professional podcaster, which is insane and amazing. And I'm grateful for it every day that I get to do this all the time. Um, but I, of course cried at him about it. Uh, and I couldn't even get through the tweet, like quoting it back to him. And he is such a professional and so gracious. And he just leaned in. And because podcasting, still learning, you guys have been doing this for three years, not a visual medium. Weird. Uh, but he leaned in and we kind of shared this moment. And he says on the podcast and he goes, and that's what it's about everyone listening at home. That's the thing because he knew I was going to, he knew I was going to lose it. Um, and he is just such a professional that he was like, and let's talk about whatever else. Uh, but, and he was so gracious about it, but that is the thing. And so like when good morning, good night came out, like that tweet is in the book and he texted me about it and, and sent me a picture. So i just broke my promise before where I was like, I can't say everything, but he texted me the picture of it, of the tweet in the book and said, for you. And I was like, well, now I'm dead forever, right? Like my ghost, it's weird how my ghost could be picked up by a microphone. Um, but it's one of those things where, and Alana, exactly what you were saying. It's just so funny that you basically quoted that where it's like, make the thing. No one else is going to do it for you. Make the coloring pages, make the bags, which are so beautiful. I want to touch them, but I don't because I don't want to <laughs> dirty them. But, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, 
just do, make the thing. And that's my whole, make the thing. I dive into the deepest end of the pool and I tread water and I will figure it out. I didn't see Hamilton or know how to podcast. The first two episodes were recorded on a video camera. Like I can't even listen to the old podcasts because I didn't have the music. Thank you, Alex. Lac- Alex Lacamora has my heart, my full heart for releasing those instrumentals, a podcaster's dream uh, to be able to use them. But then I was like, I can use the music of Hamilton, right? I can't just, oh my God, I'm going to add that into the episodes and it's part of the journey. Make the thing. It's hard work, but it's the best. So I'm going to jump onto the make the thing bandwagon, but with a side part of it. It is wonderful to make the thing and you've got to make the thing that that you're passionate about, but you also have to feel the fear and do it anyway, because that fear creeps up on the daily. And ignorance is bliss sometimes. It is. Not a little bit. Because if, if you knew how hard it is you wouldn't. to do it, you would never do it. And then you're just learning, right? This is, like, this is very true. It's also ignorance is bliss in meeting people where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I, was I supposed to know you? Oh, hi. And that actually not knowing people the way that other people know people has allowed me to talk to them when I get to come to them from equal, because when you're like, oh my God, the team no chill part, yeah. then, I, then I go to pieces because the, that F word gets into me and it has me stop myself. So do the thing, make the thing, find the thing that, that, that has you all jazzed up, but also know that that fear is going to creep up and you just work through it. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that has been my learning. You are your mm-hmm. own worst enemy sometimes and you surround yourself with community. Mm-hmm. 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 100%. That help you get through that fear. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Find, yeah, find people that support you, whether it's your family or your friends or whoever. And you can, I throw ideas off people. I have found some best friends through my group. I have two, two got, uh, guys in my group that I literally talk to all day, every day, because we've just become the best of friends. Hi, Jeremy and David. <laughs> I'm sure watching. Um, and anytime I'm feeling, down or I don't know what I should do next, throw the idea out there and, and they're like, yeah, do it, just do it. Mm -hmm. And usually they're right. So find people that, um, that will support you and don't listen to the people that, that tell you you can't do it. Especially the person in your head. Yeah, especially yeah. that. They yeah. can be that quite loud. Really, really, really loud. 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 Yes. The loudest yeah. voice. And there will be moments with the fear for me, it's like, you will feel unqualified because I, I can say I am not qualified. If you looked at my resume, I'm like, you've been a stage manager for 20 years. What do you know about retail? I like shopping. I mean, yeah. we've established that you are not your resume, whatever the hell that yes. is. Yes, exactly. But your passion qualifies you. If you care enough about yes, anything, you are qualified. Consider yourself, you have your master's degree in whatever your passion is because you care about it enough to push it across the line and to make it happen and to step out. And then you also care about it enough to protect it. And when I say I've like Mr. Magood or Googled my way through how to launch a company and how to do any kind of like manufacturing and work with a manufacturer and working with a lawyer and copyright law and all of the things. So if anyone has questions, let me know. There's also a YouTube video for everything. So true. There are these like 14 year old editing wizards in the UK who like know every issue I have. I'm like, wait, why is that not working? And then they explain it to me and I'm like, got it. Or I could stress out about it or I give it a goog for TCO people who are listening (laughs) who are here. But um, just look at, like, there are people who have done this before. And in your head, in the moment, you're like, no one's ever had this problem. Nope. Not true. Not true at all. Yeah. Can I just say congratulations to Jen? Because I think you successfully got the only Mr. Magoo reference at Broadway Con in this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) For the old people. But I do want to say um, that... Uh, if you're not listening to Alana's podcast, Little Known Facts, if I can just give it a shout out because my two favorite podcasters happen to be sitting at this table um, because what you both do is that you you have conversations that do feel like we're just sitting in and listening or talking to. Um, and you know, and uh, it's such a fantastic um, podcast. Um, you. You, you two are my, my favorite. Um, Thanks, there, there's some great ones out there too I love, I love, but you, you, you do it so well. And if you're not listening... 
to the Hamilcaster little known facts you're missing out. Um, I do want to say to kind of piggyback off of what some of y'all are saying about just do the thing. Another kind of practical piece of advice that I could offer is that reach out to people who are doing the thing that you want to do or doing some version of it. Um, you find, I think that um, in this community, there's a lot of generosity. And when I had this epi epiphany, you know, and I, and I thought, is this crazy to do? Can I do that? Who's going to say yes to doing an interview with me? Um, I reached out to a few people, including Jillian, and Jillian said, get, passed on the advice, do the thing. Um, and it, it kind of gave me permission. Okay. Like the passion. But who oh, said, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're, you're part of my I narrative. I love talking to you. Also, you're excellent at what you do. We had it like an hour-long Skype hang yeah. which turned into uh, something on your blog and I just loved like hanging with you and I was like oh my god Elisa the Elisa from like <laughs> the Facebook group which is the best place in the world like I couldn't believe that I was face to face with you so thank you for asking me you're excellent 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 at what you do yes, yes thank you and, I'm, and that that uh, interview has been helpful to a lot of young people oh good yes um but I think yeah. I just want to say that that there's this um the thing that I really wanted with my podcast that I think has been very successful is demystifying this idea of us and them. Mm -hmm. We live right now in a world that is so, and maybe it's ever been thus, if that's the expression, always been thus, um, where there's this idea there's of like, only us. There's Alana. only us. <laughs> and only this. And only us. Um, where's Daphne, Ruben Bader? Where is she? Bader. She'll be here in a minute, actually. Will she um, really? Oh. That that there are the sparkly people and then there are the rest of us that, mm. that worship at the altar of the sparkly people. And what I wanted to really highlight is that all of the people who are working at the level they're working at, be it the people on this panel or the people that we all come to Broadway Con to, to rub you know, elbows with and suddenly do these autograph sessions. Why I love Broadway Con in particular is that it is really a place where we get to say, we can't do what we do without you. And you can't go see the thing without us. And we're all in it together. And my teacher, like my first mentor in the very first show I did, Alan Alda was the star of the show. And Alan Alda at the time for you young people is like if <laughs> Ben Platt was in your show. Yep. Um, <laughs> he was. Are there people who don't know who Alan Alda is? I think Raise your are. hand if you don't know who Alan Alda was. There you go. There's a whole generation. And, Mash. and you should. Get into Alan Mash. Alda, you guys. Get and, into it. And if you ever listen to Free to Be You and Me, there are a lot of ways in which... <laughs> He has penetrated your hearts in ways that you might not even know. But I bring all of this up because it was heady for me to have him, you know, to star in a play with him for my first time out of the gate. And he would go to the stage door. And even then, it was a really big deal for someone to meet a television star. Television and movie people didn't do plays at the time. It and was it wasn't not, just television. It was MASH. It was Hello. MASH. And it was Alan Come Alda. on. It wasn't television. You're right. The only reason I'm bringing this up, aside from my lifelong obsession and love for Alan Alda, is that every time someone handed him a playbill to sign, he would say, I will only if you give me something of yours, if you sign my playbill, basically, is what he was saying. That just because I'm in this play is in no way more important than you dry cleaner owner or you third grade teacher or you cobbler, that we are all part of this universe and we all do it together and I will sign your playbill if you sign a piece of paper for me with your name on it. And this is a long way of staying, saying that like we are all when you said passion is your permission or something like that. No, your passion is what qualifies you. I wrote That's it right. down. Thank you. And it's you're going to send that to all of us. That all that is standing in our way is some idea of like, we are not the special ones. We are not entitled to do the thing we love because there are so many people else out there who are sparkly. And I think what Alan Alda was saying is we are all entitled to a place at the table if you want it. Yeah. Some people want to be voyeurs. That's fine too. And be appreciators of the thing, but give yourself permission because we are all special in the exact same way. I think what Alan Alda was saying is we are all sparkly. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not just worshiping at the altar of the sparkly people. It's realizing that we all have the capability to do that within ourselves. One thing that Jen said something about is, is the, your passion qualifies you. I started a business creating coloring pages and I don't illustrate. <laughs> no. Right. 
Okay. <laughs> Talk right. about imposter syndrome. Mm. Every time people buy things from me, they go, oh, are these yours? What do I say? Mm. I go, uh, yeah, they are. However, like, so I have had to really wrap my brain around. I have this brainchild. I love this the concept of the company that I created, but I can't do it without Justine. I can't do it without an illustrator to support the vision that I have. I don't so, know how to download a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the, we're all, so I can't sew. Yeah. <laughs> Jillian showed me how to, she was like, you have to put like, the there's an app on your phone. It's a built in app. <laughs> Everyone has it. It's super easy. I'll, my next panel actually is about, no, it actually kind of is. And I just want to say I'm in the least toxic room on the planet right now with the most beautiful Broadway con faces. I feel so honored to have done this panel with this unbelievably. Thank you for having us, Alana, and thank you, everyone, for coming. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very and much. And thank you, Broadway makers, for creating this panel. And uh, will you just share with everyone all of the places on social media that they can reach each of you yes. in the future? Yes, thank you. Um, so for Dr. Drama, you can find me on the social meds at the Dr. Drama. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> the Dr. Drama, D the D-R-D-R-A-M-A. And um, we are also um, part of uh, an alliance of Broadway makers. So, uh, at, so at Broadway makers. We, uh, at Broadway, Broadway makers. makers. So if you're interested in making the thing, contact us. Um, we'll, help we will help you. Um, and we are at Scenery Bags or SceneryBags.com. Uh, I am at the Hamilcast on all the things, Hamilcast at gmail.com, the Hamilcast at gmail.com if you want to ask me things or ask what my podcast equipment is, which I, I love questions like that. And then I'm at Jillian with a G across the board if you just, I don't know, if you want to see pictures of my husband and dogs. <laughs> We're at Coloring Broadway on Instagram and Facebook. And because Twitter only has 14 characters, we're at Coloring B-Way on Twitter. Um, but other than that, yes, please. Just ask us any questions. We're happy to call. 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 Yes, I like yeah. to talk. I'm an We're old school an person. We're doing AMA. Our whole yeah. lives are AMA. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just ask us there. anything all the time. Yeah. So Coloring Broadway. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Amber Kempter. Uh, that was my handle before I did this and still is. Um, on Facebook, the, the amazing group that you could be part of is Broadway Goes Pop. And then my website is also www.broadwaygoespop.com. And all of us here today are now on together as a Broadway con family, Little Known Facts Podcast with Alana Levine. It's littleknownfactspodcast.com. Download it so you can feel your hearts and souls and your love for Broadway in this episode and in all the other ones that I make for you. Everything we do, we make for you. So thank you for being with us today and can't wait to see what you all make and please share it with us. We want to know. We really, yes, really do. We do. Tag Have all the, the best time at Broadway Con. Thank you guys. Thank you. If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast, and on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. This episode was brought to you by Pro Media. Located in Times Square, Pro Media offers both production and post production services out of its beautiful studios in the heart of New York City. Pro Media Sound Vision. Find out more at promedia.com.